guys, welcome back to Mari's Music. Today we're taking a look at the Martin 15 series. My name's Mari Rutch. And I'm Spoon Phillips. And we have a lot to talk about. How you doing, Spoon? I'm very well, thank you. I hope you're doing well too. I'm doing okay. I've been doing a lot of practicing though. My fingers are a little bit tired. I got blisters on my fingers! <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> I, was just, I just put down my guitar a few minutes ago and my fingers could use a rest too. I was not playing a 15 series, but I, I certainly uh, like them. And there used to be one in the house uh, a while ago. And I think the today's 15 series uh, offer a lot of options uh, for guitarists. Well, let me begin by asking you, what is one thing you find interesting about the Martin 15 series? Well, I'm going to go with the obvious. The hardwood in the room is the mahogany tops. That series, uh, every model in that series comes with a mahogany top. And a hardwood top provides a very cool, mellow tone. So when I come back at you, what is one of the things you find most interesting about the 15 series? Well, I would have to say that this is the most affordable way to get an all solid wood Martin made in the USA. Yep, that's correct. That's absolutely correct. Uh, that's one of the things I also find interesting uh, about the 15 series. Historically, when the 15 series, uh, when Martin's first used 15 as a model identifier, their goal way back when was to come out with the most affordable Martin that people could buy. And when the modern 15s came out, uh, in the modern era that had the same goal and they've achieved it very nicely. Taking a look at the current Martin 15 series, you can get anything from a double O to a triple O, a triple O 15 SM, a 14 fret dreadnought, and in some cases a dreadnought and a triple O with a slightly different finish. What can you tell me about that distressed look on the Streetmasters? The Streetmasters were designed, like you said, to, to look distressed, but it's not actual artificial wear it's it's an artistic shading and highlighting that looks much more interesting to my eye than actual wear it does look kind of like an, a patina as if it's an old guitar i think the term street master was meant to evoke uh, street musicians buskers and you certainly see 15 on the street in the hands of buskers in new york city and in the parks it's uh, i think it looks Awesome, and particularly under stage light. I saw one not that long ago in a small uh, cafe back room that had like alternating red and blue and green light on the performers and the person that had a Streetmaster D15M Streetmaster. Uh, I just thought it looked awesome under the lights, the way the dark and light patches reflect light differently. So very cool option. Uh, the two Streetmaster models are otherwise identical to the non-Streetmaster version. And maybe you mentioned the models very quickly, maybe we can talk about each one of them. Uh, you uh, have sold a lot of D15Ms over the years. Why don't you talk a little bit about that model? Yeah, really, that's a very popular model here at Maury's Music, and I would have to assume 
probably across the board with all the other dealers in the dealer network. The D15M is such a great, great versatile instrument. You get the 14 fret dreadnought sound. Obviously, you don't get that really big projection that you get from a spruce top, but the things you can play on a D15M make it such a great choice. And quite honestly, a lot of times, if customers are going to ask us, you know, which should I get, the double O, the triple O, the D, I really feel like you can almost do anything with the dreadnought, and that makes the D15 probably one of our very best sellers, uh, not just in the 15 series, but probably one of our best-selling Martin guitars under $2,000. I'm not surprised. I, I think uh, they're not for everybody because they don't look like a, a traditional Martin, even though mahogany top Martins go way back into the early 20th century. But most people are used to seeing the spruce. But I really find that 15 series look very appealing. It has that wonderful... A Brazil nut shade to that brown, that dark, rich uh, brown, and they have a matte finish, so you get a certain texture. Not a matte finish; they call it a satin finish these days. You get a certain texture, and you can that's palpable. You can actually feel it. And um, like I said, the mellow sound. I have always called it a very sweet sound. There's something in the trebles that just that word sweet sweetness shows up all the time, and there is a a, a warmth and a fullness under that top voice, and like you said, it's not spruce, so you don't get you don't get the complex uh, harmonic angels, as I call them, way out over the trebles. You get a much simpler uh, harmonic component, and it's much more about those very pure fundamentals. Spectacular sustain, and uh, the dreadnought most popular body uh, shape in history. My only caveat about that is dreadnoughts are much louder than other guitars. And for people who are playing without amplification, uh, sometimes they don't realize when you play a dreadnought really hard with big strums, you often can drown out your own voice, which is why I uh, recommend uh, a lot of uh, solo players look at the triple O or the double O or the triple O 15M, which is a very cool model in itself. Looking at the rest of the lineup, we certainly do well with the 0015 and the 0015. I've been on record on past live streams and some casual conversations with other customers. I'm almost afraid that sometimes I feel the 00 and the 000 in this series can be redundant. Can you speak to that point? Do I feel that the 0015 and the 0015 are redundant? Um, not at all. And I think Martin obviously doesn't feel that way either. The 00 is just a bit smaller than the triple O, even though they're both long scale guitars. And that gives you a different kind of EQ, if you will. And the triple O has a little more bass response to it. And the double O has a, what I would consider like a flat EQ across the six strings. Also, the double O is better for a, uh, smaller players. I had a, a apartment mate for many years who was a Berkeley trained guitarist and a teacher here in New York City and her choice for an acoustic guitar was the Martin 0015. Uh, her best friend, who is a well-known author who writes about uh, guitars for all the big journals now down in Tennessee, uh, she is not petite but she also got a 0015 after playing the other woman's 0015. And so I, it's, a, it's a comfortable guitar. 
and the double O body size is just a little smaller. So the player's hand is just a little closer to the body. The whole arm is a little closer to the body um, than uh, the triple O at the same position. I had mentioned that they're both long scale guitars. That's fascinating because Martin has gone back to using short scale uh, for the triple O's like they were in the 1930s and 40s and 50s and 60s. And, um, and the double O's always were, but in the 1990s when Martin came out with these less expensive guitars, on various what we call the series now, they decided to go with the long scale on those instruments because that had become the industry standard. Now that the fella who uh, came up with that decision has retired, and I'm not speaking about Chris Martin, but somebody else who's retired, uh, they've basically are moving all of those instruments back to short scale, and I predict that the Triple O and Double O 15 will eventually become short scale in the coming years. But right now, they're both long scale guitars. Does give you a little more volume, and a little more projection. But um, even though they're similar, they are definitely not the same. They may look smaller than a Dreadnought, but I think once people sit down with them and realize how comfortable the Double O body size is with the short scale neck, um, it's, uh, it's a very appealing uh, model. So speaking of appeal, if somebody calls Mari's Music and they want to buy either a 0015M, triple O 15M, or a D15M, is there sort of a, a guideline conversation you can have with us that kind of points people towards the right guitar for them? Well, it is a very personal thing, no matter whether you're talking about the 15 series or the standard series. I think one of the things you have to think about is bass response. If you want the most bass, you have to get the Dreadnought. If uh, you want the most string string balance that would be the double o unless you're a very large person with very large hands in which case that guitar may feel too small except for like a sofa guitar there's certainly a lot of professional musicians out there that own a double o 15m as their kind of songwriting guitar that they play on you know sitting on the sofa but uh and in between there you have the triple o again the triple o is a long scale triple o and the triple o's the traditional triple o's in the standard series and the you know, the modern deluxe series and and so forth are uh, short scale guitars. So, and that's the reason they don't make an OM-15. The OM and triple O have the same body size. And since the triple O is a long scale neck, um, about the only thing that would change would have been the nut width. And they already have a guitar in the 15 series with a one and three quarter inch nut width, don't they, Maury? Yes, they actually do. And might that be called the Triple O 15 SM? Yes, it is. It's the one that we haven't mentioned yet. And um, like all 12 foot Triple O's, it is also a long scale guitar. So long scale, one and three quarter inch width nut for uh, fingerstyle players, you know, fingerstyle blues players, what have you. Um, and that traditional sh slope shouldered body, what they call this standard body, which is where the S in the name comes from. And it has the slotted headstock, uh, classic vintage looks. And I think it is, ever since it came out, is one of the coolest Martins uh, available for sale. So you made a good point about the OM-15 wouldn't be any different from a triple O-15M because of the fact that the only real difference is going to be the nut width. 
part of that, or maybe a lot of that, has to do with the fact that every single guitar in the 15 series shares the same bracing. Is that unique to the 15 series? Because I know coming from the standard series, for example, you can get guitars that have 5 16th bracing, you can get scallop bracing or straight bracing. What is the deal with the uh, bracing in the 15 series across the line? Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, the 15 series is unique because it retains the A-frame X bracing that Martin used to use on other affordable series. It has less bracing than the traditional Martin bracing. It has a very lightweight X brace. It has basically a very simple single tone bar below the bridge and two popsicle stick braces at the waist. Um, and then above it, it has the A-frame uh, brace uh, that was on all of the Martins that were made with the mortise and tendon neck joint, which is now only found on the X series and the road series made in Mexico. The reason they kept that bracing on the 15 series is it works so marvelously well with the mahogany top, with that denser hardwood top. It allows it to reverberate much more freely and you get, uh, a great sound right out of the box, even though it takes hardwood longer to break in than spruce. But when it does break in, uh, our friend Scooter brings his multiple 15s to Martin Frest, and the ones that are like five, six, you know, 10 years old sound wonderful uh, with that sweet, warm, mellow tone just, just uh, radiating out of those guitars. And a lot of it has to do with that a-frame X bracing. I've heard some of those and I would have to agree. Uh, he brings some really good sounding stuff to that party. And uh, the 15 series just has so much to offer. It's almost funny to me that a lot of people might look down on the 15 series, maybe because of its cost or because of its lack of a solid spruce top. But if anybody listening to this show is wondering what to do about their first or their next Martin guitar, if you don't include the 15 series in your search, uh, you're really doing yourself a disservice. I think anybody who appreciates the Martin sound, if there is such a thing, it certainly is alive and well in the 15 series, even though it's a little bit off the beaten path. Yes, I agree. And they, the modern 15s, they have very nice fi wood figuring in the Indian Rosewood bridge and fretboard. And they have that wonderful uh, vintage diamond pattern on the fretboard. It's the short pattern diamonds and squares, which gives you a double diamond at five, a single diamond at seven, and a double diamond at nine. And that was the pattern that was used on the original OM28s. And uh, eventually Martin went with the, the uh, long, long pattern later on. But um, very, uh, very cool vintage vibe to it. I like the look of the headstock, they, the uh, open back tuners, vintage open back tuners. They modified low oval profile as one of the most popular profiles on necks and Martin. It's got a solid neck. It's a great deal of guitar for the money. And the, the aesthetics are all focused on beautiful wood. And I think that's one of its uh, coolest selling points. We keep talking about these triple O fifteen M's, double O fifteen M's, D fifteen M's with that letter M keeps popping up. But I remember a time when there was no M in the fifteen series. 
I think it's time we bring out a brand new segment to this show called Information Station. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, I hope so, because we're going to get the information from you. What can you tell us about the beginnings of the 15 series? When did the 15 series begin? And maybe uh, what I really mean by that is, was it a series or was it just one guitar at first? Well, the actual 15 series, the idea of Martin's calling things series is a relatively modern invention. And I probably came out with the uh, vintage series. And then the other things started being called the 15 series, 16 series, and so on. The modern 15 series guitars, you can date back to 1997. But the moniker 15 reaches all the way back to the darkest days of the Great Depression. At that time, Martin wanted to come out with guitars that would be the most affordable Martins ever made. And they made four guitars that they called the two were called the R15 and two were called the O15. The R15 was the archtop guitar. The O15 was a 12 fret size O. These guitars had spruce tops and two of them had maple back and sides and two of them had ash back and sides. But I don't think anybody knows which of the four had which. Did they have one of each or the maple were the arch tops and the ash were the flat top. But they decided not to go with that. And then in 1940, they came out with the O15, a 14 fret O, that was what we now think of as a 15. So solid mahogany backsides and top. Um, and in those days, they didn't have it, that dark brown stain on it. That was used on the 0017, which was also a mahogany top, but it had fancier trim. It had like, well, it had trim. The 815s don't have any trim at all. And, um, and the 015 lasted until 1944. And because of the war shortages and stuff, they stopped making it, brought it back in the late 40s. It lasted all the way into the folk boom and was retired in 19. 60, I believe. Uh, they also had come out with an O15 tenor. The O15T was made until 1963. And then it went away until 1997 when the D15 came out, originally intended to be part of the, the new road series of affordable Martin guitars, where the road series with spruce tops are made with a solid... African mahogany core and a, and a cosmetic veneer on the outside of rosewood or mahogany or coa or what have you. The 15s were all solid wood because in those days a mahogany top was cheaper than using a spruce top. And so the D15 came out all solid woods at an amazing price, sold so well that the next year they came out with a DC 15 cutaway, a triple O long scale triple O 15. Uh, the OM showed up, the J Jumbo showed up, the 15 series has always been very popular. 15 series was popular ever after. And then they had to make some changes uh, for cost cutting and for other reasons. For one thing, Tropical American Mahogany was added to the CITES Treaty as a protected species, not an endangered species, but a, but a protected species. And the prices for mahogany and the availability was greatly disrupted, and Martin changed the 15s to Sapelli, which is a species of African mahogany that is quite beautiful, 
and it has that beautiful coppery shimmer and those beautiful wide straight banding. You can get banding in American mahogany, you can get banding in the actual mahogany, which is now called Cuban mahogany, which is very, very difficult to find, and, uh, and even Sipo, which is the other African mahogany that Martin uses, that I think is much more like uh, genuine mahogany in looks. But they went with Sapelli for a while, then they got rid of the wood fretboard and bridge and replaced it with a non-wood uh, fretboard and bridge, probably rich light, I don't remember now. That didn't go over very well. They didn't sell very well. They lost their status among uh, guitar aficionados. So they revamped the whole thing and they came out with the modern 15 series and they added the M for mahogany because they went back to genuine mahogany backsides and top, a solid wood fingerboard and bridge. That's also when they came out with the vintage looks with the the, you know, you have the tortoiseshell pickguard, you have the short pattern diamonds and squares fret markers, you have the open back vintage tuners, and a vintage looking script logo. And that was the modern 15s, the M for mahogany. And then because again, because of problems with the availability of genuine mahogany, the 15 series now is back to using African mahogany primarily for the backsides and top. It can be Sipo, it can be Sapele. To my ear, Sapele is a little brighter and a little uh, snappier uh, and drier sounding than American Mahogany, while Sipo may have the best bass response of them all and maybe even a better bass response than genuine Mahogany. But it's really very, they're all very similar. And you can even get a guitar based on what they have at the factory when their orders are going through. You can have Sapelli and Sipo on the same guitar, and they still make 15s out of genuine mahogany. It's just uh, just depends on what their wood supply is like at the time a, uh, an order for a batch of 15s come through. So the M still stands for mahogany, but nowadays it can mean any of those three species of mahogany. Well, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. If you weren't ready to answer that question, you just should have said so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of the 15 series. And one of the things we haven't really talked about yet, though we mentioned it, is the triple O 15 SM's popularity. Because I know I'm not the only person who loves that guitar. I know Eddie Vedder owns one. I saw Leo Kotke uh, playing one, which was a big surprise. And I asked him after the show and he had, had a some kind of emergency with his normal signature model guitar and walked into a guitar store, played a bunch of guitars, and that's the one he liked the best. Uh, but then he kind of confidentially said, but I keep running out of frets, <laughs> <laughs> which, is probably, which is probably the reason I don't own one, because I play with cutaways and I need more than 14 frets, and that's a 12-fret guitar. But it's a super cool guitar, and I'm assuming you sell a good deal of them. Uh, you might not believe it. It's probably the best-selling 15 series here. Yeah, I can believe that. I think that might seem unusual to some people because not many people think about owning a slot head, let alone a 12 fret slot head, let alone a 12 fret slot head with a mahogany top. But they are such a successful model. They sound so good. That extra bass response you get from the 12 fret triple O body shape uh, is just uh, wonderfully throaty, but still has that beautiful, pretty, pretty, 15 treble um, 
Super, super cool guitar. And I have to suspect part of its popularity might be where else are you going to get a triple O 12 fret slot head guitar? If you look anywhere else in the Martin lineup, you have to go all the way up to the modern deluxe. And in that situation, it's an O and a double O. There is no other way to get a triple O slot head 12 fret Martin except for the triple O 15 SM. That has to be a big reason this guitar is so popular. Oh, I totally agree. I, people who have never played a 12 fret triple O don't really, I fully appreciate what a mammoth sound comes out of them, but it's not as big as a dreadnought. So uh, that's another reason it's a big full sound without uh, drowning out your singing voice. And, you know, everybody going all the way back to Jimmy Rogers, he, he, his favorite guitar for many years were 12 fret triple O Martins. I, uh, I think if you, if anybody ever gets to see one in one of their friends' hands or out with other guitar players, you should, immediately ask if you could play it and try it out for yourself and you might be quickly converted to want to get one for yourself and shame on me for interrupting this great conversation but i have a trivia question for you and our listeners oh okay go with it all right do you feel lucky i was born lucky sarge <laughs> okay the 15 series comes with ebony bridge pins almost the entire rest of the martin catalog comes with plastic bridge pins can you name one other series that has bridge pins that are not plastic? I do believe I can, but I'm not going to, because I think it would be fun if we wait a while and let our listeners ponder that and, uh, or even look it up <laughs> and, uh, and reveal the answer later on. Well, you're the boss. And we'll have a bonus of, if anybody can name the film, that that quote came from, I was born lucky, Sarge. Uh, you get, you'll get brownie points. I think I know that answer. Okay, should we reveal that now or later? <laughs> I'm gonna reveal my guess now, how's that? Good. Titanic. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Come for the information, leave for the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we should steer this back on the road sometime soon. Uh, we do hope you're having a good time listening to this. If you are, please consider giving us a review over on Apple Podcasts. And if you like this enough, please share it with your friends on social media. Yes, I have a request for the listeners too. We're always looking for new ideas of acoustic guitar topics to talk about. So feel free to reach out at Maury's Music with your ideas or questions. And if you have any questions about 15 series that you would like answered uh, at a later date, go ahead and put your questions in the comments or reach out to Maury. Hey, you were name dropping a little bit earlier about Eddie Vedder and uh, Leo Kotke. I have a Jackson Brown story that uh, kind of paints me in a bad light if you want to hear it. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I got to see Jackson Brown many, many times. Most of it was acoustic solo tours. And we saw him back in Hershey, I want to say almost 10 years ago now. And I thought, you know, we're, we got to meet him after the show and he was signing autographs and speaking to people in the parking lot by the bus. And I thought, I, it's going to be my turn. I want to be the guy that says something that's cool, that he's like, ah, he gets it. He's a guitar player. So I said to him, you know, I'm, I'm a Martin dealer and I, I, I couldn't help but notice you playing an old uh, 0015 up there, huh? You have some of his attention, but he's really preoccupied and he's he's talking to you, but he's looking to see what's happening next. And you're, you sort of just only have a few minutes. And he just kind of laughed and he looked at me and he said, 17. And I thought, wait, I, oh, okay. Um, 
That's right. Why did I think from a distance that his 0017 looked like a 0015? Well, because you're used to 15s, and they didn't make a 0015 in the old days. His is a vintage pre-war 0017, and they only made an 015 and a 0017. And they made other 17s earlier than that, and they were the first mahogany top instruments. But um, by World War II era and just before that, they only made a double O, and the double O stayed around also up into the 1950s. The biggest difference is the 17s, most of the 17s have a very thin white line around the outside of the top, and the 15s don't have any inlay at all. Also, the 015 from the uh, 1940s uh, had no stain on it. The 0017 is the one with the dark stain, which is why you would recognize that as 15. The, the old 15s had no stain at all, so it was just uh, basically bare, you know, natural mahogany looking. Oh, good. So I'm off the hook. Yeah, I would say you're definitely off the hook. Uh, most people would see that guitar, particularly from the distance, and assume it was a 15. Excellent. You just brought up the term pre-war 15, and that's something I've almost never heard. Uh, maybe I never have heard it anywhere. It just gave me a thought. Can I give you a product idea that uh, you can just take it for what it's worth and no charge? Please. Well, it's no secret that we have a lot of friends at Martin Guitar, and I know you're really close with some of the top brass. Take this idea to Tim Teal in the morning. D15M, 1997, authentic. <laughs> Aha! Well, that's a very interesting idea, Mari. I'm sure no one has ever thought of that with good reason. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's you know they they have done various sort of throwback retro things. You know they did the they did that Chris Martin Dreadnought that was a 1955 D18 in honor of his birthday. You know and things like that. So. Um, you know, maybe a, if they bring the retro series back, they do a D15 retro that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, if he thinks the idea is terrible, please tell him someone else brought it to you. <laughs> I think the D15s back then are probably not as good as the D15M they're making today. I think those guitars are exceptional and also exceptionally good values so i would uh i would never hesitate to recommend somebody try a, a 15 particularly if if price is a, a major consideration for them uh, there's like you mentioned uh your first martin or your next martin and a great entry-level martin for somebody who's looking for a, an all solid wood martin made in nazareth pennsylvania uh, but also a great guitar for people who already have a lot of spruce top guitars and are looking for something different, uh, something complimentary. And again, that triple O 15 SM, you got a closet full of 14 fret guitars. That's uh, an ideal 12 fretter. Something Clayton and I like to say on Martin versus Martin, less talky, more rocky. We've been talking and talking and talking about these 15 series guitars. Why don't we take a moment to let our listeners listen to what a 15 series guitar sounds like.
I don't know if other people hear it, but that's a classic example of what I call that sweet mahogany tone. There's a fullness inside the voice, but you still you still have clear uh, top notes. And I like to point out too, the extra sustain that you get from a hardwood top. They work very well with slide guitar and also finger style picking where you're like picking at the same picking pattern over and over. The sustain carries those notes over and into each other in a really, really attractive way. And the more you play those guitars and the older they get, the better that sustain, that fundamental sustain from those fundamental notes really uh, stays around. I don't know, Spoon, you're not going to get an argument from me. I think the 15 sound great. See, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to convince me because I have been recommending the 15 series since the 1990s. And, um, and I, I missed the one that I used to be able to pick up around the house, but that moved away a long time ago. That reminds me, did you ever see that episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway, where there's two people in the skit and the only thing they can say is, is that bad? And I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> I have not, but that sounds pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know why. When I listen to you that long, I want to say one of those two things. You'll have to wonder which one I mean. <laughs> Never mind that, Spoon. I have the answer to our trivia question. Oh, goody. Do I get a guess? Do I get a guess? Yes, you can guess first. So the series, other than the 15 series, that does not come with plastic pins, I am going to have to guess the Modern Deluxe series. Yeah! 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've always been very smart, and today is no exception. That is the correct answer. Yes, the Modern Deluxe Series comes with liquid metal bridge pins, as we got to see at the factory recently when you and I were there checking out the new 2022 Martin guitars. We also would have accepted the 16 Series, as it comes with Tusk bridge pins. Thank you all for playing our game, and if any of you guys want to suggest another trivia question for a future episode, let us know at support at mauriesmusic.com. You know what the music means, Spoon. I think we're out of time. I do want to thank you for the great conversation, and I want to thank our listeners for sticking around with us. If any of you out there have a 15 Series Martin, we'd love to hear from you. From all of us at Maury's Music, thanks for listening. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> hear you later. <laughs> this has been a presentation of Maury's Music, your trusted source for Martin and Blue Ridge guitars. Find us online at mauriesmusic.com. Mm -hmm.